Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. To coast. All right, we're all back on Coast to Coast for Hour 3. We bring in Mafia Brian Siano to talk about uh, some fights. We got a fight night in the UFC tomorrow night. We got Bellator, and we got a PFL card. So before we get into that PFL card tomorrow and the UFC Bellator, I want to ask you, they're trying to pull off a gigantic fight with uh, mm-hmm. this Harrison chick and uh, Cyborg, is that her Cyborg. name? Uh, the Harrison, yep. the $4 million. That's a lot of money for those uh, two chicks to fight. It sounds yeah. pretty delicious to me. Are they going to be able to pull it off? You know what? They have a decent chance because, you know, they said $1 million apiece just to show up, and whoever wins gets $2 million. The PFL put out this, of course. You know, they got the deals with ESPN. They're getting backed by a lot of big people. They're trying to make this happen, the whole thing they have going like you said, they have the playoffs going this weekend. That's what they do. They have like the regular season, the playoffs, the different way that they do fighting. They have a lot of money behind them. And if you're going to get it done, Chris Cyborg's when you have a better chance of doing it with than maybe Amanda Nunez because we know the UFC does not work with anyone. They don't play nice. But Bellator, they do. I mean, just next week in London, Bellator has given Michael Venom Page, one of their best fighters, to go fight Mike Perry, bare knuckle style. So Bellator, you know, has always done it with also, you know, one and some of these other promotions over in Asia. You know, Scott Coker has always been willing to play ball with other people if he'll get the best fights together. So, you know what? You put up enough money, you make it work for Bellator, it could happen. Let me ask you another question. Anthony Pettis broke both of his hands in that semifinal loss a week ago. And my theory is, I just don't know how a guy that punches as hard as him can break his hands. And after all the fights he's been in and all the battles, all the years, how will that guy ever be the same again? Yeah, especially when you, you know, the guy's nicknamed Showtime. He's not nicknamed, you know, Grapple or, you know, Lay and Pray. So, you know, he always wants to go out there and strike and do some great things. He actually has a good game on the ground as well. But, you know, guys have broken their hands in fight sports before. It's not, you know, they can't come back from it. But just at this point in his career, too, it's, is it worth it? Because, sure, he's getting some good money in the PFL, I'm sure. But, you know, this is a guy who flamed out in the UFC. He's kind of fallen down. The PFL was kind of... You know, his swan song, like, you know, the chance to make the big money and make his name again. And then he lost the last fight before the playoffs. Says he, you know, gave into it because he didn't want to fight it and get injured when he had the playoffs coming. And then loses in the playoffs that way. It's, you know, what more is left for him to do in the MMA game? We'll see if he comes back. I'm sure he'll want to. I just don't know if there's much more left for him. So is that PFL card tomorrow night a good one as they get deeper into the tournament? You know, it's interesting. It's over in Wales. It's early. It's 2 o'clock Eastern. Not a lot of names you're going to know on that card. It's, uh, I believe, that it's the heavyweights and the welterweights. The only name you're going to know, which, of course, is not one you like very much, Scott, is Rory McDonald. Now, you know, this fight, you can't find odds on FanDuel for it, but, you know, he's going to be a big favorite if there were because, you know, his opponents got replaced yesterday. They're over in Wales. The guy he had that was coming over, undefeated guy that Umulatov is, you know, three great fights in the PFL coming into this, had visa issues, couldn't get in the country. So last minute they threw somebody else in there. I'm sure it's going to be an easy win for him. But, you know, this is a guy who's, you know, we talked about last chances with Pettis. Another guy flamed out in the UFC, flamed out in Bellator, never lived up to all the hype that he was putting out there as, you know, the you know the understudy of GSP, like the next great fighter to come out of Canada. Never lived up to it. We'll see if he can get it done this year in the PFL, but it's never looked great in his other stops. I got to tell you, uh, the PFL, I'll give him this. I think ESPN's helped him uh, tremendously uh, to yeah. get on the map because it's always on. Uh, they show all the fights. And people seem to dig it. And then these, 
you know, ESPN Plus fights for UFC cost money. Uh, the pay-per-views cost a ton of money. Some people are turned off by that. Some people are gravitating toward that PFL. I wanted to welcome all of our radio affiliates, SiriusXM, Channel 159, Sports Map, Sports Byline. Good to have you with us. So tell me about the Bellator card. Yes, tonight. It's going to start 9 o'clock Eastern on uh, Sioux Falls, Sandy, uh, South Dakota. This one, you know, it's got some decent fights on it. Of course, a name that you're going to know because of the last name, Anemian Gracie headlining that one. Of course, grew up in Brazil, you know, long-time Brazilian black belt, jiu-jitsu master, as every Gracie is. I think they pretty much come out of the womb with a black belt instead of an umbilical cord. That's just how they do. <laughs> but, in the, you know, in Bellator, you know, he's been all right. He's alternated wins and losses over the last six fights. He's not knocking people over. He's not, you know, just dominating on the ground like, you know, you should with that kind of name. The guy is fighting here, Yamauchi. This guy was born in Japan. And then moved to Brazil at three years old because that's where, you know, I believe his mother was from. So he grew up doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu as well. So you're not going to just dominate this guy on the ground. In fact, I'm going for the upset here. The guy's 13-2. and two. I'm going to go with him. Plus 154 on FanDuel to take the win here, Yamauchi. And then uh, heavyweight Valentin Moldovsky is fighting as well. He was the interim champ at heavyweight. Then went and fought, of course, Ryan Bader to unify the belts. He lost by decision. Seven out of the 11, you know, MMA riders that were putting out and scoring the fight on their own said that he won in their decision. You know, in their opinion, they thought he should still have that belt. So right now, his first fight sent there, fighting a guy in Maori. Decent fighter, but not, you know, a guy on the level that he's faced before. So I think he rolls over him at minus 198. All right, UFC fight night tomorrow night. What do you got there? Yeah, you know, you and I were talking about it off air. You know, the top names in the big card in the card are ones that we know, everyone else. I barely know the names or how to say them or what they've done. So it shows you, you know, it also shows you 7 o'clock Eastern on ESPN because they're sandwiching in, in between that PFL fight and before the Teofimo Lopez fight that no one gives a damn about. So when you're getting bumped by that fight, it tells you how little they care about that card. But as we said, the main event, of course, in that one is the Dominator, Dominic Cruz fighting at home in San Diego against Marlon Chito Vera. The Dominator was a badass back in the WEC days, had a lot of time costed by injuries. Last year, one, two fights, but one was by split decision. The other, he got dropped twice. I'm going with Chito Vera. The dude is dangerous. I'm taking him minus 265, and everything in the book is saying it's going the distance. So Vera by points, a plus 135. Great stuff. Remember, I flew on a flight from Vegas with Cruz to Jersey. Cool guy. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. For all back on coast to coast, don't forget to get the uh, BetMGM app. You're going to love it. Bet 10 bucks on any baseball game. Like tonight, you bet 10 bucks on a game, win 200 if either team hits a home run. Use the bonus code MLBHR2022. Make sure you use the bonus code MLBHR2022. Bet 10 bucks on any game, win 200 if either 
team hits a home run. You're going to love the BetMGM app. All right, Carver High, a lot of games tonight. we got to make some money for people. Uh, we certainly do. Full slate on a Friday night in Major League Baseball. Let's go. We will start in South Beach, Miami, and Atlanta, the Braves and the Fish. Jake Odorizzi going for the Braves tonight. Pablo Lopez for Miami. Minus 142 for Atlanta, plus a buck 20 for the Fish. Seven and a half is the total. Yeah, there's no way I'm going uh, with the Fish here. I'm going to jump on the Braves. I like Odorizzi. Uh, both of these guys can pitch, though. Lopez has been tough. I like the Braves and the under here tonight. The Padres head east to D.C. to take on the Nationals. We mentioned earlier Juan Soto returns to face his former team. Clevenger goes for the Padres, Scotty. And Abbott and Costello is going for the Nats. Minus 290 for San Diego, plus 235 for D.C. Nine is the total. Yeah, I'm going over the rainbow here, too. I think the Padres are going to score a load of runs on Abbott and Costello. His ERA is just under six. I think he gets lit up tonight. I think not only uh, is Soto going to go off, I think Bell's going to go off. I think Drury's going to go off. I think Manny's going to go off. I mean, Christ, if they had Tatis, he'd go off. You can guarantee Soto and uh, Bell are going to have a big weekend in D.C. Like, thanks for everything. Look at us now. Don't we look pretty? Take a good look. We're going to the playoffs, and you're living in hell. Give me the Padres and the over. Potential playoff matchup down the road in one of those first-round three-game series in the American League. Cleveland and Toronto this weekend, Scotty, up at the Dome. Our pal Cal Quantrill is going for the Guardians tonight. Jose Berrios gets the start. Remember, he was supposed to pitch the other night. They got rained out in Baltimore. Minus 162 for Toronto, plus 136 for Cleveland. Eight and a half the total. Yeah, I think it's going to be a, a really good game uh, because, you know, Quantrill's pitching as well as Berrios. But I'm going to take the Jays at home. And both of these teams are good. The guards had to go extra innings to win yesterday, had to travel. They go up there to take on the Jays. The Jays are a much different team when they play at Rogers than, in my opinion, on the road. I'm going to go Berrios, Jays. This is going to be a wild game with these two teams that are both playoff bound, if you ask me. I say lots of runs in the over. Uh, speaking of playoffs, Scotty, who would have thought that a mid-August series between the Orioles and the Rays would have a little juice to it. But guess what? It does. The Orioles are a half game back of the Rays for the final wildcard spot in the American League. Kluber goes for Tampa tonight. Voth for the Orioles, plus 126 for Baltimore, minus a buck 48 for Tampa, 7.5 the total. You know, I think the Orioles uh, are certainly playing better baseball than the Rays, but I'm going to take Tampa tonight. I think Kluber, and I don't like him, but I think he's going to be better than Voth at the Trop in St. Pete. And I think this game goes over as well. Both these guys have high ERAs and give up runs. The White Sox coming off the three out of four in Kansas City, losing and all of the nonsense after the game yesterday that we talked about. Now go home to face the Tigers. Another bad team for the White Sox. We'll see. Michael Kopech goes minus 215. Norris for the Tigers plus a buck 88 and a half is the total. You know, I think that this guy Norris is so awful. If the White Sox don't win this game, they should fold the franchise. They are absolutely <laughs> dire straits in need of a win. Kopech gets it done. I like the White Sox here in the over. Norris gives up seven, eight runs a game. He's awful. So if the White Sox bats don't come alive tonight, I think heads start rolling in Chicago real soon. It has been a long road trip for the Yankees. They were swept in St. Louis. They lost two out of three in Seattle. And now they go to Fenway, Scotty, to take on the Red Sox this weekend before heading home. Domingo Herman gets the start tonight against Nasty Nate Avaldi. Yankees only minus 118 here tonight, plus 100 for the Sox, nine and a half the hefty total. No one wants to admit uh, the Red Sox stink. I'm on the Yankees. I like Herman. I think he's starting to find himself a little bit after being out. He's pitching well. 
I think both these guys, uh, in my opinion, just give up too many runs. I like the over as well in this one. Give me New York. The Phillies and the Mets out at City Field. Max Scherzer going for New York. Uh, Ranger Danger Suarez for the Phillies tonight. No Kyle Schwarber, not in the lineup, Scotty, after leaving that game yesterday. Mets minus 250, Phillies plus 205, total of seven. And a Noah Syndergaard tribute video tonight before the game, Scotty. That has everybody up in arms. <laughs> yeah, that'll be really exciting for everybody. Screw all that nonsense. What they need to do is cool off the Phillies. The Phillies are hot. They're coming in cocky. There's all kinds of stuff going on. Keith Hernandez talks smack about the Phillies and calling games in Philadelphia. And now all the fans in Philly want him dead. The announcers started mocking him. Scherzer against Suarez. Scherzer has to win this game. I think it's going to be really good. I'm going to go under. Suarez's ERA is under four as well. Uh, obviously, we already know what Scherzer's been able to do. His ERA at 1-9. So, look, uh, I'm on the Mets. They're my number one play on FarrellandEvents.com. They're just too tough, and they're going to cool off the Phillies' hot streak. Mariners and the Rangers down in Arlington. Kirby's dream world goes for Seattle. Spores is going for the Rangers. Minus 154 for Seattle, plus a buck 30 for Texas. Total of eight. I'm going to take the risk on the road with Seattle here, and I think it's going over. I think they'll both score runs. I know Spores gives up six runs a game automatic, so I think I can get it over eight. Dodgers in Kansas City this weekend. They've won 10 in a row. All of them, Scotty, have covered the run line as well. Minus one and a half. Uh, they're minus 260 tonight with Tony Gonsolin. The Royals have Lynch pl uh, plus 215, total of nine. Yeah, I'm going to go under the nine because Gonsolin's pitching. His ERA's, you know, two, three. I I'm all over the Dodgers here. They're my number two play on FarrellOnTheBench.com. A swept the Astros at the Ashtray a few weeks ago. Now they are in Houston. Louis Garcia goes for the Strohs tonight. Heavy lumber, minus 350, plus 280 for the A's, eight and a half the total. Yeah, you know I'm on uh, the Astros again here. Garcia, he's under four. I I'm going to go over, though. I think, you know, Euler gives up, you know, eight runs a game, and he's awful, so... I think the uh, Astros light it up tonight. I think the A's get some runs as well. I'll take Houston in the over. Big weekend series in St. Louis. Brewers and the Cardinals. Lauer and Jordan Montgomery tonight. Minus 166 for St. Louis. Total of seven and a half. Yeah, look, um, I'm going to take the Brewers on the road tonight. I know everybody's on uh, Jordan Montgomery because he had a really good game against the Yankees. I think he was jacked for that after they traded him at the deadline. He wanted a piece of him, gave him five strong innings, then had the leg cramps, came out. Everybody thinks he's going to go right out and dominate again. This guy doesn't dominate anybody. You and I know that. So I think Lauer beats his ass tonight with that 3-5 ERA. Give me the Brewers in this game, and I'm going to go over. I think this game's going to be wild, too, and I think the Brewers are going to take it. Uh, D-backs and the Rockies are in Colorado tonight. Sensazella and Davies. How about the total? The big 12 and a half tonight, Scotty. The Rockies are favored minus uh, two, 124. Yeah, but both of these teams stink so much. I'm going to take the under, and I'm going to take the <laughs> D-backs right. on the streets. There you go. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? 
Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, for all back on Coast to Coast, Adam Kaplan is our NFL insider. He's been touring all of the NFL training camps all over the country, still on a busy schedule through next week as well. He's here today for a double shot, and we start off with, go figure, Deshaun Watson. Are you (laughs) intrigued by the fact that he's playing tonight, or do you think that shouldn't be happening? Well... The way it works, covering this thing and covering other suspensions, unless you're suspended for the year, you're allowed to play, you're allowed to practice. Now, we do not have Peter Harvey, the appeals officers for the NFL, his decision, which should be coming next week. We know it's going to be more than six games, and then that will determine what the Browns do at quarterback. We know that Deshaun Watson will start tonight at Jacksonville, where I was earlier this week. We know Jacoby, Jacoby Brissett will replace him, but that's if – you're talking about six games, which it is now, or maybe eight games. If it's longer than that, that's when they could get into getting a better quarterback or someone who's on the free agent market or make a trade. But right now, it will be Jacoby Brissett. And I could tell you, just from looking at the situation, the Browns kind of knew what they were getting into. They knew that, that he was going to most likely get suspended. But the question would be, and it still remains to be seen, how long is that going to be because of the appeal? Now, in this game tonight, uh, we may not see Amari Cooper. He did injure his ankle last week. They're hoping that would be the debut for him uh, for the Browns after that trade. He has practice, but he did turn his ankle last week. But what their plan is tonight is to play the starters a couple series. In fact, Pharrell, from talking to teams this week, it's completely changed. When we had four preseason games, the starters would not play in the first game. They play one quarter in the second into the second half and the third and not play in the fourth. Well, we don't have four preseason games unless you're like the Jaguars who played in the Hall of Fame game. So they have four games, not the Browns like three. So it's been a little different. That's why, Pharrell, we are seeing now starters play in the first preseason game. And by the way, we'll see starters for the Browns and Jaguars tonight in Jacksonville. So uh, let me ask you this question. Uh, I know – you're, you're talking about Travis Etienne. Looks like we're going to see him. Yep. And I'm excited to see him because he never uh, played last year. And he was yep. a phenomenal draft pick and college football player. We all know what he accomplished. I can't wait to see him play. Uh, but on top of that, because that's the guy I want to watch. And do you feel that the Browns are just, they know the inevitable is coming and that they have to go get uh, Garoppolo? The way I understood this, and I actually talked about this a month ago, they were not going to make a trade for him. This is based on a six or eight game suspension. If it's longer and they owe it to their fans, because they have a good roster, by the way, you're going to see this tonight. If you, if for someone who's looking at this from a fantasy standpoint or gaming standpoint, if you're looking at the the, the roster and the backups particularly, because the backups going to play a lot, the Browns backups are better than the Jaguars. So, that's one thing for this game tonight. And then going forward in season, this is a good football team. A lot of the players that made the playoffs two years ago are still with this Browns team. Yes, Baker Mayfield is not. But they know that they have a good team. With a Deshaun Watson for a full season, this is a 10 or 11 win team. Without him, this is a six win team. So they know that they have to take in that to an account. Now, the problem is they've given up so much future compensation and money, obviously, for, for Deshaun Watson. There's only so much they can do, but they owe it to their fan base to go do something significant if Watson is suspended for more than eight games because they're not going anywhere. You and I have talked about this. We know this. Jacoby Brissett is a fine backup. You don't want him starting for more than half a season, and the Colts knew that when he filled in for Andrew Luck under tough circumstances. He did a decent job, but he's just not a full-time starter, and they know that. So how do you think ATN's going to do? Great. In fact, I'm glad you brought him up. And Monday, he was spectacular. 
The Jaguars, as I understand it, are going to run more of a spread offense. Doug Peterson, when he was Eagles head coach in his first two seasons, ran more of a spread in 16 or 17. What we call 11 personnel, one back, one tight end, and three receivers. They are loaded wide receiver. They've got Zay Jones, who came over from the Raiders, who's their, their, their third receiver. Marvin Jones is still there. Uh, they are good at wide receiver. There, there's no question about that. And Christian Kirk, who signed an $18 million a, million a year uh, deal for all. When you look at that thing, Zay Jones had a spectacular day on money when I was there. In fact, I've told, I'm told he did great this week. Not only this week, but he's been great in training camp. So he's going to be a factor. They're going to be a passing offense. James Robinson, I have doubts that he'll be ready for week one against Washington. He's come back from a torn Achilles. ETN is going to be the starter. He's going to be their main back. But where he's going to make his money for the Jaguars is in the passing game. And again, they're going to be, they're going to be heavy passing. They're not going to run it a ton. So what do you think we'll see from uh, Trevor Lawrence tonight as he embarks on season two after that nightmare last year? Yeah, and he definitely will play. He didn't play in, in the first preseason game, the Hall of Fame game against the Raiders. The thing with Trevor Lawrence is he's got a good arm. He's a good enough athlete. He's got some issues with his footwork in terms of mechanics, but he's a really talented kid. The first pick overall last year where it was a disaster under the former coaching staff and, and too many voices in his head. They simplified things in here. Doug Peterson knows what he's doing, knows how to develop quarterbacks. And I'm looking forward to seeing what this looks like with, I'll tell you this though, if you look at the skill positions, you mentioned ETN, you got him, you got Evan Ingram, who's a big tight end. He's a more of a wide receiver at tight end. He'll be their split out tight end. They've got good passing personnel and they'll be able to score points this season, but their defense is going to be revamped here. And they're going to run a 34 defense or Mike Caldwell, who's a longtime friend of Doug Peterson. They coached together in Philly under Andy Reid's staff. Mike Caldwell, you might remember, is a Browns linebacker. This is the first time he's going to call the defense. So I'm looking forward to this game. This game's got a lot of storylines for all for a preseason game. There's no question in Jacksonville tonight at 7 Eastern. Well, I'm looking forward to that Eagles-Jets game as yeah. well. And what I'm hearing is you're selling A.J. Brown will start in this game? Yeah. So Nick Sirianni, the Eagles head coach, made it pretty clear as Robert Sala did, uh, the head coach of the Jets. Is these head coaches, in their second year, by the way, they're all going to, they're planning, okay, they're planning to play their starters one or two series. But as I understand it with these coaches in my training camp tour, just talking to some of these guys privately, if the first series is good, they're probably going to pull the starters out. So if you're an Eagles fan traveling to South Philly tonight and wanting to see A.J. Brown, he may only play one series. In fact, Nick Sirianni said it's his plan to play the starters. It's not etched in stone, so he can make a last-minute decision and not do this, but his plan is to go in there and play A.J. Brown with Jalen Hurts. And by the way, Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown are best friends. And they've had a great training camp together, particularly Brown, who's been almost uncover, uncoverable against Darius Slay. He's actually had the better of him. And on the other side, Pharrell, with the Jets, if you're a Jets fan tonight, Sauce Gardner, his debut, their first-round right. pick, who, by the way, the Eagles were very high on. Garrett Wilson, another first-rounder. Jermaine Johnson, another first-rounder on defense. Brees Hall, the running back out of Iowa State, the best running back for this draft. And also for the Eagles, Jordan Davis, the first runner out of Georgia who's made quite the debut in practice. See, this is what's great about this game is, yes, the first rounders will probably play very little, but you're going to see Jordan Davis probably play at least a quarter tonight for the Eagles. And he could dominate that Jets offensive line, which, quite frankly, is not great. It's very average. So I look for the Eagles backups to be a little bit better if you're comparable to both backups here because i know people like to look at that for waging purposes Eagles backups are better than the jets this season you were right about dwayne brown when he visited the jets that he was going to get yeah. a deal he got a two-year deal for around 22 million i am looking forward to watching sauce i'm buying your uh love for this guy that he could be in my view as well as yours possibly the defensive rookie of the year uh he mm -hmm. is that talented and i want to watch Brees hall play Will we see, uh, I'm hoping we'll see Wilson since he stunk it up last year. I don't care what anybody says. He had like one Excellent. good game. Yeah. In fact, their schedule for all, and I like the over five and a half, but I could tell you their schedule the first four weeks, it'll be hard for them to win. But Dwayne Brown, we talked about it with you earlier this week. The reason why the Jets wanted to bring him in, number one, longtime starter in this league, two-time All-Pro. But as I was told on his visit, he looked fantastic in terms of physical shape. But they don't want to commit to him at least playing left tackle right now until they see him in practice. Most likely, he's going to be their left tackle. And George Fan, who was a great story for the Jets, remember, 
he had a fill on left tackle last year and did a fantastic job. So they're going to be okay. They're trying to build this offensive line. Now, the structure on that contract, my sense is it's got more of a one-year structure than a two-year structure that, that we know it's a two-year deal, but which means it may be a decent amount of money in year one, but to get the year two, he's got to play well. Listen, uh, I'll give you this. The Jets have had an incredible flurry of solid draft picks this year, and we're going to see them all come to fruition. It's going to take some time, but they have to be feeling positive as a franchise with all the talent that they got their hands on. They are. In fact, the thing that they told me was Garrett Wilson, top receiver for the draft on their board. Jermaine Johnson, within the top three of their, their defensive linemen on the board. Brees Hall, their number one running back on the board. Sauce Gardner, the top overall player for their board. When does this ever happen? You and I talked about this when we were in Vegas for the draft. Uh, and what we had said was, when is the last time the Jets fan saw first-round picks and didn't roll their eyes? Well, they're not rolling their eyes now, and this is a absolute haul for Joe Douglas, the GM of the Jets. So when we come back, we're going to be able to uh, talk about uh, Wentz and Baker Mayfield. It looks like uh, we'll see their debuts with their new teams uh, coming up here. And there's so much more to talk about. Uh, we're going to get into uh, Buccaneers, how Julio Jones is looking. Uh, they got an exciting young rookie cornerback that they're talking about. We'll get into all that. Plus, how will the Dolphins look now with all the threats against Tua Tagovailoa that he's terrible and awful and he's got one and done and if he doesn't uh, perform this year, he's finished in Miami. And how's he going to look with Tyreek Hill? We'll get into that more with Adam Kaplan, our NFL insider on Joseph SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes. The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. All right, uh, we're back on Coast to Coast for all with you, Adam Kaplan, our NFL insider. Before I forget, on those last two baseball games that I didn't squeeze in before we did all this, uh, Twins and Giants I'm on in those last two games uh, that we didn't hit on the rundown for tonight's games, just to slide that in. All right, let's get back to business here. Uh, Commanders and Panthers, this is big because we're going to see Carson Wentz, who obviously the commanders are bragging about that they found uh, gold. Someone else's trash is their gold. And then uh, Baker Mayfield's uh, debut with the Panthers. Now, a lot of people are suggesting that that's a done deal already, that Baker Mayfield's the man. He's got the gig, uh, and he's going to be the starter over Sam Darnold. Uh, obviously, Adam, you can clear this up for us. This is a big game yeah. for both these guys. Wentz needs to show off something here. It is. Let's start with Carson Wentz and the commander's quarterback. So, look, you and I outlined this earlier this week. Wentz's accuracy has been an issue. I don't care what the Washington says. Ron Rivera says some of the criticism is unfair. 
I understand it's practice. Uh, I've been told for years that Wentz is not the greatest practice player. He's better in games. There's some truth to that, but he's got to be better than he has in training camp. The, the accuracy has been inconsistent. To be fair, that's that, that's actually being nice about it. But he's way he's way more talented than he's showing, but he's got to show it. And you can't complain about the pass options. They, they've done a great job of drafting. Terry McLaurin got his extension. I could tell you from talking to the coaches, Jahan Dotson, their first-round pick out of Penn State wide receiver, has been tremendous. He's been one of the best players in training camp overall. Uh, they feel good about their defense. But Carson Wentz has got to put this team on his back. He played well for most of the season with the Colts. The problem was he was not a good enough leader. That's why they wanted him out of there. There have been no problems, I'm told, so far with Wentz, but we haven't got to a game yet to the regular season. So let's let's face it. Their chances of making the playoffs as a wild card in the NFC hinge largely on the way that he plays. Same for the guy on the other side, Baker Mayfield, who I'm told has looked really good the first two weeks of training camp. They're not naming a starter. They're going to wait to see how these guys do, Sam Darnold and Mayfield in training camp. Mayfield was a heavy, heavy favorite coming in. He's a heavy favorite right now as we go into the first game. They play tomorrow at 1 Eastern. Sam Darnold has been up and down. He's done some good things. He needs to prove in other ways. We're going to see the debut of left tackle Icky Iguano of their first round, who, by the way, he's not won the job yet. It's a little surprising. Um, he, he's got to get better, but they fully expect him to be their left tackle. In fact, the Panthers, Pharrell, have four new starters on their offensive line. So lots of changes with the Carolina Panthers. They feel very good about their roster. I will see them next week in Foxborough on Tuesday and Wednesday. I will come from, come to you uh, probably uh, next week and talk to you about how the Panthers and Patriots are practicing. But this is a big game here. Both quarterbacks are going to have the spotlight on them, no doubt about it, Carson Wentz and Baker Mayfield. You know, I don't know how long uh, their plan is to play Mayfield here, uh, but they got Darnold. They got the kid out of Ole Miss. At what point are they going to show off Corral? Yeah, in fact, they have four quarterbacks. It's funny you bring that up. They actually have four quarterbacks on their roster. Um, so, yeah, Matt Corral is a kid that they really like. The, the thing that I'm told with Matt Corral was that if you look at the offense that he played in at Old Miss, it didn't really transfer well to the pro level. It was more of a college offense than pro. That's one of the many reasons why they, they made the move for Mayfield, and they would have made a move for Garoppolo. If Garoppolo did not have the shoulder surgery, they would have been in the sweepstakes in March to go get Garoppolo, but that took him out of it. Then with Mayfield, who was ready several weeks ago, come back from his left shoulder surgery. So he's ready to go. And again, he's done a good job. So the, th the thing is here, they've got to get stability at the quarterback position. They understand he's on, a, he's on the final year, the fifth year option here. Their hope is, and based on the way he's looked and he's taken a leadership role here, the hope is that they wind up extending his contract because they would only do that if he played well and it starts tomorrow against those commanders. One last thing about the commanders. Uh, I don't understand why the GM and, and uh, the coach, Riverboat Ron, are so bent on uh, the media asking them tough questions about Carson Wentz. Like, they're all mad at the media. Like, what do they expect with the way that front office has been run by the way that owner has disgraced that franchise? Do they expect to go through uh pressers and have uh the media hand out lollipops to them i mean what, what are these two idiots doing and i mean it when i say that like i can't even fathom what i listened to this gm today railing on the press for their questions about a guy that's moved around like a loaf of bread Wentz. so what it was it was actually president jason wright who played for the browns he's a running back and and here's and i agree with you though you got to understand, Carson Wentz, this is his third team in three years. There's a reason why the guy moved on. Now, to update the situation in Philly, Carson Wentz asked out. The Eagles didn't want to trade him. It got so bad there between Wentz and the club. He had disdain for certain things that happened in Philly. He also got benched, as you know, in Philly. He wanted out. He had enough, and he wanted out. The Eagles begrudgingly traded him. They took a massive cap at the biggest in NFL history via trade. And then he went to Indy where he played fairly well. But they didn't want him. That one is absolutely clear. The, the GM, Chris Ballard, particularly the owner, Jim Hersey, wanted him off the roster. And now you've got three teams in three years where he's got to revive his career here. And then, by the way, Washington has a decision to make in March. He's got a roster bonus due. they got to make a decision by mid-March whether to keep him or not. So I get where everyone's – not everyone, but a lot, a, lot, a lot of the reporters are telling the truth with what they see in practice. And it is true. He's not played – he's not practiced particularly well. He's been inaccurate, very up and down. 
I was there last Saturday night. Uh, I, I've seen him look good. I've seen him not look good. Uh, that practice was very uneven. When he looked good, he hit a bomb to Sonny Michelle's brother, Mark and Michelle, about six yards. It was a great pass. First half of that practice, he was all over the place with his accuracy. So let's not sugarcoat it. You're right. He's not looked that good. It's time when he starts looking good, and it starts tomorrow because they keep having this revolving uh, carousel here. But t- Taylor Heineke, who was a good backup, they went. F- he had to fill in last year for Ryan Fitzpatrick. It's about time that Washington got right at quarterback, and it starts with Wentz this season. Were you surprised the way Ballard treated Wentz, uh, throwing him out the door like trash in Indianapolis and then slamming him at that press conference? It was, yes, that Ballard didn't back him, but it was actually Jim Ursay Farrell. I, I've never seen an owner, and it doesn't help, although I, I, I'll, give the, I'll give Ballard credit. He, got it, he did very well in compensation getting him traded to Washington, but it's rare to see an owner go after a quarterback. I can't remember the last time publicly publicly that an owner went after his starting quarterback, but he once has got to get himself together. Here's the great thing. He's healthy. Last time this year, he was not, he's come back from a, uh, a, a stretch fracture in his foot, but he's healthy. And he, he did look healthy when I saw him last weekend. Let's talk about the Buccaneers. Uh, yeah. How is Julio Jones looked? And I think a lot of people are looking forward to seeing this corner McCollum go. This is surprising. You and I talked about Julio Jones' performance last year with the Titans, which is atrocious. For some reason, he looked like motivated. He looked like he was done. But the Buccaneers felt that they added had one more piece here at wide receiver, especially with Gronk retiring. And Julio Jones has been the story of training camp, or one of the great stories for the Buccaneers, because he looks motivated. As one Buccaneer source said to me, he, he looked like he had urgency in his game. He was a little bit vocal. You know, he's a pretty quiet guy. He was actually very vocal in Tuesday's practice. So, look, with all the Tom Brady situation, we know that he, he's not going to be with them. He's taking a personal leave of absence here. Uh, he's going to be away for over a week. But Julio Jones, like, dominated the first two days of practice. And Brady, I was there Thursday. He didn't work. But the fact of the matter is maybe the, 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 the Buccaneers are onto something. Look, the way it works is when you're with the best quarterback of all time, you better be motivated. And he looked motivated. And he, by the way, he signed a one-year, $6 million deal. And they're expecting him to play a lot this season. He, he, the other thing is uh, talking to the Bucs. He's very healthy. He looks good. You know, he had, he's had chronic hamstring problems, soft tissue injuries. He looks good. Now, getting to Zion McCollum, who's a fifth-round pick, he hit yeah. every analytical number, uh, not only talking to the Buccaneers, but just talking to teams about him. He's a fifth-rounder out of Sam Houston State, small school player, was invited to the senior ball, participated in the combine. And you're going to get a good look at him Sunday night, excuse me, Saturday evening against the Dolphins in Tampa. He's had a good train camp. And look, he's he's a guy who's 6'2". He ran a 4-3-3 at the combine. But it's a small school guy. This is a big step up for him. And by the way, and we'll talk about Dolphins in a minute, the Dolphins are super deep at wide receiver. I'm excited to see how he looks against this really good Dolphins receiver court. So you were there, you saw the joint practices, and what's your opinion of both teams after spending some time with them? The Buccaneers defense, and one Buccaneers person said to me, this defense might be better than their Super Bowl defense of two years ago. So look out, NFL, their defense is going to be really good. But getting over to the Dolphins, and and we've talked about Tua, but this offense that Mike McDaniel is running, and I saw this in practice for two days against the Bucs, a lot of short area stuff, run after the catch. This is the essence of a Kyle Shanahan offense that Mike Daniel's going to run. Mike McDaniel's going to run. Mike McDaniel, the head coach, is going to be the play caller. He's running an old school West Coast offense, which is short passes, run after the catch principles. Tyree Kill, there's not going to be a lot of passes for over 20 yards. But what I saw is short area, get them going, get the cheetah going. And he was incredible, man. One-on-ones, he beat the, the, the Buccaneer corners repeatedly. And he could still run. He's lost absolutely nothing at the wide receiver position. See, see the Dolphins here, if they can protect, their offensive line is very average. They've had all sorts of issues. In fact, they're going to have at least three new starters. That's the thing for this thing. Protect Tua. It's going to be a lot of short drops. Get it out of his hands quickly to those receivers. And they're really good, man. They're very talented. I'm not saying they're going to win a division. We know the Bills are the favorite. But do not be surprised if the Dolphins challenge the Bills in the AFC East. They have a very good roster. The the problem is not the roster. It's the quarterback and whether Tua could play consistent football. It's a smaller frame guy. He's not real big. Not not going to wire his arm strength. It's a lot of run after the catch stuff. This offense, 
I'll tell you what, Jimmy Garoppolo made a Super Bowl and a championship game within this offense. So I think this actually fits him really well. Yeah, you know, uh, I think, uh, you know, I'm on the Dolphins as a sleeper team too. And I told you the Vikings as well. Those are two teams that I really like. I think the Dolphins are loaded with talent. They won those nine games straight, didn't make the playoffs, whatever. I actually, along with Carver High, have been fascinated with the way McDaniel has handled his business down there. I think his handling of the media has almost been hilarious. It's as though I'm watching a guy that's just smarter than everybody in the room, and he's really good at throwing it around with him and joking around with him. I like what I see so far. I got to tell you the comment. I'll tell you a quick story. He was going up to media members. He goes, hey, I'm Mike McDaniel. Hi, I'm Mike McDaniel. It's the strangest thing I've ever seen. Yes, he's a brilliant guy. Now, the way it's going to work is this. If, if his presence is good enough, if, if he gets in front of a team, he's got good command. And when things aren't going well, by the way, his predecessor, Brian Flores, did an unbelievable job of turning that team around. Remember, they had that really bad losing streak, and then he turned it around and had an incredible winning streak, too, and his career with the Dolphins. So if Mike McDaniel could handle himself well with everything that's going on there in Miami, he could be a very good success story. And by the way, I believe they're going to be a wild card team. I, I don't know if they're going to win the division, but I think they so absolutely will have a great chance to be a wild card team. I'm, I'm on that. I agree with you. They have a very good roster. Getting to see them for two days. I was amazed at how deep they are. They have a very deep football team. And how they look defensively. They're good. They're super deep at corner, decent at linebacker, good D-line. They're going to run a 34 front. They're going to keep the same defense coordinator, Josh Boyer. I like this football team with all the turmoil, the Brady stuff and the Flores stuff and the suspension of the, the owner and the lost draft picks. I give Mike McDaniel might be the right guy for this team for I'm gr- glad you brought him up. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, the busiest man in the NFL is Adam Kaplan. He's still on the move, going all over the place. Don't forget, Pharrell's going to be doing in-game live on Sundays, 1 to 4, nice. the early games in the NFL, these Sundays, rock and roll. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. All right, fast forward for all in your facial to wrap up the week on C2C. Vanessa Bryant leaves court in tears as a bartender says a deputy L.A. uh, cop showed Kobe crash photos at the bar to everybody. Hey, want to see dead Kobe Bryant photos, anybody? Can you imagine? Police say Marshawn Lynch was asleep and his car was on the curb and missing a tire when they arrested him for DUI, allegedly. A man was killed by a 22-pound metal ball during the Highland Games in the Netherlands. I just want to see that. Some guy getting crushed to death by a metal ball. I mean, that's like Miley Cyrus. Didn't she swing from one of them big metal balls? (laughs) I want to see that happen. Ezra Miller. I think he was Flash. Now he's a mess. Charged with burglary after breaking into a house allegedly and stealing 
several bottles of alcohol. At least he went for top shelf stuff. Johnny Depp signs a seven-figure deal with Dior after his defamation trial win. A trio accused of bending cards and cheating in Vegas to win hundreds of thousands of dollars. Man breaks the Guinness world record after eating 17 ghost peppers in one minute. Strong effort there, Carver High. Burning body found hanging in a tree near a merry-go-round in a park in Los Angeles. What? Drug suspect caught in the act tried to assure the cops that meth is legal now and to leave him alone. New York Blood Center now offering beer for blood. Give us your blood, we'll get you hammered. Woman arrested after her six-year-old was caught drinking beer inside a gas station. The kid also cracked open a Smirnoff ice seltzer. Kid was having cocktails. Man who brandished a rifle at the Cincy FBI office was killed in a standoff. Beach car in South Carolina impaled to death by a flying umbrella. Oh, my God. Uh, athletic trainer Chris Flores arrested in charge of sexually assaulting a minor. Arizona Wendy's worker knocks out an elderly customer with a sucker punch. And Tim Lincecum's wife dies. What a grim thought. Have an awesome weekend. GTV is next. We'll see you Monday. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.